And away we go. Are you ready? This is this is something different, but I love it. I'm so on board with this. Yeah, I think this was just such an emergency podcast in the sense that I could not <laughs> wait to watch this show. So we are intervening our normal Star Wars coverage with bonus Star Wars Visions coverage. Oh yeah. What what a what a thing to occur. I don't never thought that this would happen, but here we are, the marriage of two things that I love, anime and Star Wars. Who'd have thought? And whoo, what a marriage it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to try to spoil everything, but maybe you can tell by my tone <laughs> as we start how I felt about these episodes. Yeah, and a, and a very unusual thing occurred that you actually messaged me about it before we recorded I couldn't. I just could not <laughs> keep myself from messaging about this because I just no. need to get this off my chest somehow. I, I mean, ah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I think I think can we talk about the premise for a second because this is basically just an anime anthology series of consisting of nine short films all between 13 and like 25 minutes or something. And I think it's a great thing because that opens opens the franchise up to so many new possibilities to experiment and you could be cynical about it and say like yeah, um uh, Disney is just trying to throw things at the wall and see what sticks in a way. But also, who'd have thought that Disney, of all companies, is going to give their IP to someone else in a in a sense? And that's just that's very exciting to me. And it's dare I say, like the only or one of the only bold moves that has happened in Star Wars in a long time. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely incredible. It's everything that we want of, you know, iterating in this huge galaxy in which there is a vast and infinite history and space that they can play with. And for the first time, we have goddamn creativity in the room. <laughs> right. It's like everything I've ever wanted from both anime and Star Wars at the same time all in front of me and nice. it's just i just want more so many of my notes from these episodes are just like i demand an episode a season or two about this one specific show i mm. want more well i will have a question about that at the very end oh god no oh yeah i'll make you choose i will make you choose my friend yeah the thing is like whenever i get like uber excited about something like i sometimes not sometimes a lot of the times do i'm very afraid of your questions because you make me you know get down to the nitty-gritty of what i have to like pick between it's like making me pick between my children but mm -hmm. and that's why i also told you that we're definitely going to rank those rank all the episodes yeah thank you for that ahead of time because if you had yeah. asked me on the podcast i just probably would have rage quit yeah, <laughs> yeah. What ha what helped me this time is that I basically ranked them as I watched them. Oh, smart! smart. And that was really good. I I didn't. So what I did is also you had told me I had uh, I had already watched like half of them, but yeah, I like 
I do in my notes like for these episodes, I'm like, oh, probably this is my favorite. And then the next one, it's like, oh, no, this one's my favorite. And I could just like go through the train of me saying what is my favorite and mm-hmm. then like slowly extrapolate which ones I liked less. And I, I'm I'm going to go maybe on a limb here, but usually with a lot of things, we align, like our tastes align a lot. And I'm not sure this is going to happen today. Yeah, I think it's going to be very different. And yeah. but but I think the thing we can both agree on is that the whole thing is amazing. Yes. Um. And in that sense, our tastes align. But within them, it's just so amazing. Every single episode hits at such different parts of like everything, and it's so well done. And I love the diversity within the stories that are told. Oh, it's incredible. Mm. I never in my wildest dreams would I have I imagined something like this coming to light. Yeah. Definitely. And it, and that just goes to show the creativity that is just inherent in this medium of animation and anime, like maybe particularly. And I'm just going to ask you, because we've only ever talked about anime movies, but how, how, how many, and I guess like, except for DBZ or DBZ Abridged rather, but like, <laughs> how, how many like series have you watched? Because there were quite a few anime tropes uh, throughout these short films. Yeah, I've seen a few, um, like a few that come to mind are things like longer running things, a little bit of like things like One Piece and st- stuff, Inuyasha, mm. um, like obviously One Punch Man, obviously, yeah, um, Death Note, uh, Ajin, which is an anime on Netflix, like things like I've seen like a not like a lot, a lot. And there are definitely things that have just been on the list that I've never seen. Notably Attack on Titan, which is like, Mm -hmm. no, I have to see. And I will see it. So people don't get angry at me for not having seen it yet. I will see it. Don't worry. But I, you know, it's just, it's just haven't, it's just a hole in my knowledge there. So there Mm. there are things that I haven't seen that are really um, popular, but I've seen a decent amount, I'd say. Yeah, I feel like maybe our roles are flipped when it comes to like anime series and ma- maybe let's say HBO series. Oh yeah, actually, good you know? point. Yeah, I've I've just seen so because I have basically watched anime like since my childhood and for the long not not so much in the last few years, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely, like it's been a part of my life for twenty plus years. And so, yeah, I've I've watched a lot of things and like movies, obviously too, uh, going beyond Studio Ghibli as well. So, um, yeah, I'm just very excited to talk about this with you. And uh, we haven't actually talked about like what we're going to do, but I guess we're going through each of going to go through each of the episodes. Oh yeah, these each each of them, honestly, each of them deserve like a deep dive in and of themselves. Yeah. We are going to try to contain this to be less than six hours. I cannot <laughs> promise that ahead of time, but I will, I will, or we will do our best. Um, but we'll just go through, I think, all the episodes, talk a little bit about them, what we liked, what we didn't like, and just, you know, have fun. Honestly, this is what this whole thing is about. So let's do it. Okay. We start with episode one, The Duel, which is by Kamikaze Duga and... I mean, this is very, it's it's a very interesting mix, right? We have the typical samurai setting and visuals, but obviously there's Star Wars in there. 
and I love the animation style, which is mostly black and white, except for basically everything that is like a light or like a, a laser blasters or like lightsabers. That's all in color. And what struck me with this one in particular is like the very low frame rate, which you can definitely see that, that it's like it's it 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 does something very interesting on a visual in a visual sense. Oh, it's gorgeous visually. And right. I love it as this like intro into this whole thing as well. Um, because it, and from my expectation at least, it undercuts what I was actually expecting from a visual palette from anime. Mm. Um, and it's, I mean, it, it is not, not, it is not unfamiliar to those who watch anime, this kind of style, but um, it is not what I would say was typical. And, with that it just creates this whole beauty to it and it's immediately showing me that this entire season is going to be something that i cannot have any expectations episode to episode about what's going to happen and it obviously it goes further to highlight the beauty uh, from my perspective the beauty of the lightsabers in particular where mm. when they are drawn well, the first time that uh, the I don't know if they name him, but he's referred to as the Ronin, right? Yeah. Um, when he draws his lightsaber as a samurai sword, I was just like, "Holy fuck!" I know, right? And the parasol too—that yeah. was like a—that was such a great idea. And we yeah. get a lot of interesting twists on the lightsabers uh, throughout these films, and I, I loved every one of them. And can we, for a second, can we talk about the fucking Japanese countryside in anime? Because it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, every time. It's so beautiful. I mean, like, within Japan, there is always a focus on nature. So yeah. much more than a lot of other places. And it, like, is really at the fabric of that experience. And it really just highlights in so many things. And in these episodes, every single one is gorgeous. And right. all about nature. And this, uh, it's amazing. I love it so much so nice and uh obviously we have the um we have a few visual gags in here too like the um the astromech kind of in a like with with some straw and everything that was pretty funny or when when the um child uh is like confronting the soldiers like the bandits or whatever and it's like <laughs> it's like are you are you like the village leader and like yeah sure i am and then you have the pan to the sleeping guy which like obviously tells you like he's supposed to be the guy but he is like not really uh reliable yeah and that was really interesting but it's so good i love that droid honestly yeah it's so cute the relationship also they have and then the, yeah. obviously the end where he just like goes and destroys everyone <laughs> yeah in, in typical droids in star wars fashion the droid saves the day obviously though, obvi obviously like the ronin it does does his fair share too but i love it as well like the very like stereotypical like uh you know re repair this droid until the water boils or whatever that was that was such <laughs> a that's just a, such a trope as well and i love it it is it's like i'm there for that yeah, and that droid just just like it's like if R two took speed, <laughs> exactly. Damn man, but also like the the duel obviously between the two lights lightsaber wielders was very well done. 
yeah, oh my God, so beautiful. And each time they move to a different location and the way that that's like paced and cuts in between different um, areas. So you're in the village to start and then you're on the log in the river mm. and then you're obviously with the waterfall trick at the end. Oh. Ah, so good. The way that fight ends is so well done and it's just such a, like a badass move. So many of these fights are amazing. I don't know, mm. like, it's just... Ah, oh, it's so good. And yeah, I, I love also on top of this the dichotomy of having a good and a bad Sith from our perspective. Yeah. Where you immediately, oh, you assume to see the the, the lightsaber become blue or green or whatever. Mm. And it turns out red. And you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be an interesting battle. Yeah. It, and it's so interesting because uh, he obviously collects red kyber crystals. So he's basically yeah. a Sith killer. Yeah, in a, in a sense, and I I like that as well because that made me question. Okay, so is he actually a Jedi? But no, his lightsaber is red, so that can't really be true. Yeah, that's what I thought too. It was like, what is this guy's deal? I want to know more. Yeah, exactly. And like going back to the the environment for a second, I always appreciate so much when like a setting is not just the backdrop of a fight, but is integrated into it mm. where yeah. like the best example of that is probably the log here where you yeah. have it like on the uh on the precipice and then in the river and then she uses it to part the uh, waterfall and that's just so well done yeah it's really impressive honestly and the soundscape too in this one is so on point I loved it so much. And uh, just the music in general throughout all of these is just really interesting and interesting style. But here, that was such such an impressive start. I know you could just watch them out of order. It's not even an order, right? But it is uh, it is kind of an interesting start if you start at, at that one, as probably most people do. Yeah, I mean, they pick the order in particular. They curate mm. it so that they know what they're putting up front and at the end. I don't know if they were if the people who created it knew it was going to come first, but when yeah. it still comes into Disney's collection or Lucasfilm's collection, they organize it. I'm sure. Yeah, I was I was wondering about that throughout because one of the very very few things that I didn't like is just the um, amount of I have a bad feeling about this, which comes up I think six or seven times in those nine episodes. Yeah, almost every episode, I think it's in it. Obviously, that's intentional. That's 100% intentional. Yeah, but it's just because, obviously, like, we binged it. Like, it just comes up every time, and it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of that, and um, but I get it. I kind of liked it because they really leaned into it. Yeah, at some point, it just, like, transcends annoyance, and it's just, like, comedic. Yeah, and I think that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so good. I mean, I also I have to talk about the like him stopping the blade with his force, with the force in his hands. Like, oh yeah, that was such a great move. The intro to him as a character. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> so good. <laughs> ah, new force powers all the time. Right. Yeah, we have a lot of surprising things coming in all of those episodes, and it's it's yeah. This is like the most classical samurai thing here. Um, yeah. because in the in the very beginning, I just thought like, or even like, and throughout this episode, it's like, this is very Kurosawa in terms of setting, in terms of look, the grittiness of the visuals, yeah, 
and it's yeah, this just... whole like exercise as if like Kurosawa and Murak not Murakami uh, Miyazaki and um, Star Wars and George Lucas all came together to have a baby basically yeah. it's oh, so man. good uh, so good I don't know if we should move on or not I think we should move on <laughs> because I mean in this beautiful it is great and I would like to stay in this world but we have so much to go through so let's let's start with the second one Tatooine Rhapsody uh, which is by uh, Studio Colorado um, and it's a ridiculous plot and it's weird and it's silly but I loved it it was so fun <laughs> it's so cute it's such right? a divergence as well you're just like whoa what's happening here and yeah. I love it it's great uh, and the, the song's quite catchy yeah for sure for sure and then it's just like the band thing is like, oh, we would just want to like finish a set once, you know. <laughs> and but even even the idea of a hut runaway also was really interesting. And obviously having especially Boba animated in this kind of cutesy way was really nice. And at the very end, when he's like nodding along to the song, that was really nice, too. Um, yeah. And uh, the you know the the front man the singer jay mm, is he's supposed to be like a former padawan right i read yes. that correctly yeah yeah for sure for right? sure and it's yeah. like one of the things that they use throughout these all these episodes is yeah. that they inform us about so much of the background of the characters without any verbal explanation and just small visual clues like this yeah. one yeah and that scene i found really touching just yeah. like the the like uh, grasping out the hand and everything and that was just really nice and yeah. i think w i have encountered the first hut that i like oh yeah he is cute I, yeah he is a nice hut yeah i mean it helps that he's animated but yeah. uh, i mean they're all animated uh i'm not like that that deep into star wars that i think jabba is actually real but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean he is like uh anime animated so yeah my only like qualm with this episode is the like coming back to Tatooine again. Yeah, I was just a little like this. Is, yeah, it's fine, you know. Uh, but in the end, to diverge so far, but then still come back to Tatooine, I understand it's for nostalgic purposes though, and it's a big thing for people. But it's not that interesting to me. Yeah, I think what kind of rectifies it for me weirdly is to have it in the uh, in the arena. In the what's it called? What's it yeah, thing? Pod called? racing. Pod arena. racing arena. Yeah, uh, I kind of like that twist on it. Um, and of course, the whole like thing about them saving their lives by just playing songs <laughs> and is very Sherizard. It's like, let me just play you another song so you can't kill us, sort of thing. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's just like a that's something you would just like watch for fun honestly yeah. and just like it's all cute let's like i'll go, go on this ride i don't have to think about it that much afterwards exactly right and doesn't ask like uh any questions about the lore or like any deeper meaning it's just a fun episode yeah yeah really it's that. really interesting because yeah. of the background you get with these characters as well like and obviously his experience you know that that's happening during order 66 when they meet and mm -hmm. there's so many things it's just really well done yeah oh, so nice my question though is that is this canon are these like are is this band beholden to Jabba in 
in like live are we gonna see them in the background of the next television show next year like just hanging out and playing songs i feel like i don't yes. know yeah i feel like that's a, that's definitely a possibility and i would i would love that actually because if this is canon this stuff is somewhat canon yeah ooh, that opens up so many doors for so <laughs> many things right <clears throat> And uh, especially because I, you know, we've had some experimental soundtracks, especially with Ludwig Göransson and The Mandalorian. But I never thought I'd I'd listen to rock music while uh, seeing Star Wars content. Incredible, honestly. <laughs> so nice. Oh man, it's, it's it's like I don't know. I don't think we have to talk about it that much. But it's just it's just a nice episode. Yeah, it is great honestly they are also good <sighs> should we move on <laughs> <laughs> sure okay uh, next up we have episode three the twins by studio trigger um yeah and holy uh, shit <laughs> holy shit like the animation of this the lightsaber battle in space oh hello you definitely heard that one yeah, i definitely did sorry <laughs> Um, I didn't think what I was saying is that crazy, no. but the crazy shit that they can do with their lightsabers, I'm mm-hmm. just like, whoa, what is going on? And, uh, it's, it's really interesting. So I have a question for you about this episode. Mm-hmm. What, how do you feel about the hyperdrive shot? That's like the allusion to Star Wars episode eight. What? Uses his lightsaber to like activate the hard harp hyperdrive to basically split the ship in half, and then you have the same shot that you have in Star Wars Episode Eight. Maybe you didn't yeah. make that connection. I did. Yeah, I mean, just the premise of that canon too is like, I feel like very influenced by the uh, sequel trilogy in particular, in the sense that they are a dyad. <laughs> no, no, no. That was one of the more ridiculous things, but. I th- I thought just like that was kind of I thought that that was very inspired by Starkiller Base. Oh, I see. But I see, I see. Um, but I mean, like the Death Star is also powered by Kyber crystals. Yeah, that's so true. Not that's very true. Starkiller Base. Yeah, I don't I, I don't really have a strong feeling about the uh, not to episode eight. Um, I don't know. It just kind I of... like the shot. I found it interesting. Yeah. Um I found like the fact that he can make his lightsaber super super huge was really fun <laughs> like it just multicolor as well it was just like it was gorgeous just i was blown away here by what we're able to see mm. and you know the first two episodes were just were nice were amazing and they were set in some what's gonna sound weird somewhat realistic places yeah. But like this one really just went off the deep end in terms of what lightsaber battles can be like and Yeah. It it's definitely a visual spectacle and like fireworks going off. Um I do question how he is able to breathe in space, but hey. Yeah, that's a question I have as well. <laughs> also I have a question on where in the timeline is it as well, because it mm. seems somewhat connected to stuff. Um is is interesting to see like what's going on there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, was, it was a very interesting thing. A lot of pathos. Um, it's like kind of over the top dialogue here. Yeah, but uh, I, I was just look. I was I just looked it up. By the way, the twins uh, set after the rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay, got it. All right, that's good to know. Yeah. 
I like our duo a lot. I like it's it's funny how he's just like R two, but just our duo instead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like and it's and he's on one side and then the annoying protocol droid is on the other side. So it's an allusion to R2 and C3PO yeah. as well. I like this this one so much more than C3PO though. Yeah. Yeah, so much so nicer much and like with the red eyes too we obviously get that in the in the movie that must not be named though i just did it but uh i just like him so much more and i don't know just a way funnier personality and loyalty yeah there. for sure not just like selling people out like c3po does in every movie yeah <sighs> fucking c3po also i got a question i like kare has an x-wing in a star destroyer how does that work Oh yeah, that's a good point. I mean, maybe they just collected a bunch of random shit from around the universe. Like mm. we can't judge a lot of the logic. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just because like they that. have X wings in the in the sequels, right? Uh, no, I mean, but like as an M, like not not the M, like not the first order though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like there might not necessarily be for first order. They would be like a, they could be a separate entity that just happens to come across X wings. I guess so. And I, I mean, Kari also does have a, have a blue lightsaber. I think eventually, yeah, he yeah. like flips out his Kyber crystal and yeah, puts in exactly the, like, the fragment of that other one. And yeah, that's a nice change too. It's a nice episode. This one, I like. It's for me. It's a, maybe a little bit lower on the totem pole mm. than some of the other ones, but maybe that's just my. Um, weird sense of i don't know they're just everything is so good everything is graded on a fucking curve that is yeah it really it's is really hard to distinguish between the quality of these different episodes because they're all so fucking amazing <laughs> yeah yeah for sure okay we have episode four the village bride yeah. by uh, by kinema citrus hold um, on hold on i need to take a break i need to take a break okay, okay <laughs> you need to calm down yeah yeah Okay, off we go with uh, episode four, The Village Bride by Kinema Citrus. And what did you think about that one? I'm, I'm curious. I thought it was beautiful. Mm. The um, landscapes, those, like, the skies. It's just... <sighs> I actually, I really, really like this episode. Mm. Um, I, I liked, you know the similar to episode two where you get her background without actually getting her background like you mm -hmm. know that she's like a padawan and when she cuts her braid off at a certain point and it's i love i love love the line where she says i am a jedi and just like pulls out her lightsaber and shit and i'm just like <laughs> that's the that line in and of itself is just such a thrill it's so good um it's interesting, though, to see, like, the legacies of both the Empire and the Separatists living on this space and, right. and, and impacting this island, this uh, island mm. planet. Um, I don't know. I think it was just gorgeous. I, I mm. really enjoyed the animation in this one, I'd have to say. Yeah. And I also found myself caring about this world so fast. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, last thing I had to say, like, the... I love the yellow lightsabers. I thought it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. oh, so gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. What I really appreciated about this one was that, you know, they only have a very, very narrow time window. Uh, and so a lot of those episodes 
kind of jump straight into the action but here they kind of take take some time to develop something and you kind of uh, like wonder what's going on and i really appreciated that they did it that way and so it was like kind of very like uh like serene almost yeah it was a huge change of pace yeah and it makes that culminating moment at the end i think a lot more effective Mm. yeah and i really like the uh the relationship between all of the people who live on the planet maybe not so much of the like padawan jedi and the other guy uh but they also added something to it but just it was more interesting to me to see the relationship obviously between the like princess and i don't know who, who like the other guy's name but the, the guy who carries her everywhere who's kind of a love interest too uh and like the sister's princess and uh sorry sister's princess, the princess's sister uh and everything that was all really interesting i thought yeah i really liked the dichotomy i've said that word seven million times and i'm gonna keep saying it but i like the relationship between her and her sister and how they have completely different responses and it it's, it's something that we see quite often but i found you know the representation of these two these two strong women being um defiant not defiant but doing what they think is right and being the straw like being the strong leader in completely different ways and it's a representative of the different ways that we can um stand up to struggle and kind of find strength in our own unique experiences yeah absolutely the the over the top moment of this episode for me was when the guy blows up the ship with his helmet that yeah that was, was a of, little much that, that was so funny though it was like yeah obviously this is really like not realistic at all but i don't know at that point i was like yeah i don't i don't care i love that <laughs> uh and as you said as well like not just that uh the uh, that she has a yellow uh lightsaber but also that it's actually it looks like a katana that's yeah. really nice yeah all right oh, should we move so on to good. episode number five yes let's please move on to this one <laughs> this is so I, much it's like very fast paced this episode but yeah we're um, just going through everything because yeah. this next episode is quite was, something yeah yeah so many things in this episode. so many things uh and that was the one that actually was combined so uh, episode five the ninth jedi by production ig and um those were actually two episode ideas combined into one so originally it was supposed to be 10 episodes but uh production ig basically i think uh combined two of those uh, ideas that they had and uh yeah just to do something on like like a bigger picture thing and i thought that you can definitely tell because this is packed yeah there's so many things in this um I really, I just, I like it though so much. Mm. I find this like to be, I love Kara as a character. I yeah. think, her, I mean, obviously she does the silly thing that every child running away from a dying parent does and yeah. stops and turns around and screams just yeah. to give her away her appearance or whatever. But I love how she finds her strength in the force through the episode as well. Like her, her 
lightsaber is translucent at the beginning and then as she finds strength it turns slowly into green i found that not like that little uh nod so interesting um i loved also the twist at the end oh man the reveal was amazing yeah that was Jesus. so good. It was and so good. I, out of nowhere. Like, yeah. Especially oh. because I, I loved it, especially because obviously they set up the whole thing about the color depends on how force sensitive you are and like where you stand and everything. But also the title of this episode is the ninth Jedi and there are eight people depicted and then Kara joins and it's just, so obviously it's nine people. So they're all Jedi, but nope, that's not what happens at all. And I just love that. It's so good, and notably, when they give, when they get the, when they test out the lightsaber, the single lightsaber they have on the temple at the beginning or in the middle of the episode, he, the only actual Jedi is the one who he lifts. He's the one who activates it, and it's blue. Yeah, right. So it doesn't make you think anything else. So when they all open it up and it's all red, you're just like, oh, so mm-hmm. uh, amazing, such so, a great, so and also like a cool nod, or like way to make lightsabers that they're responsive to the individual mm-hmm. well done uh honestly really well done i really i wish we got to more have spend more time with the father though the one who got kidnapped yeah i like i really liked him in the two seconds that we saw him <laughs> but he it, it's maybe i don't know in an ideal world i want more of this no it's just an interesting thing to think about right because we do see in the clone wars about like collecting kyber crystals and how like uh, lightsabers were made uh when the republic still existed but like yeah how does that actually work and so just the idea of like a lights lightsaber smith uh yeah kind of is very intriguing it's all so fascinating i this is the one where i really i demand a show i want Mm. like a multi-season arcs of Kara and Juro <laughs> going around the uh, the galaxy and just beating up on some shit or at least one more episode I uh, it's there's so much here and mm. it's that fight scene on the temple between everyone so amazing as well it's just to see the different range of powers and fighting that happens it's mm. amazing and what's cool though is um, by the end, the guy who just kind of converts back to being in the light side, he's the one with the purple lightsaber. Purple lightsaber, fuck you, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> exactly. It just like, oh shit. So it, it goes yeah. to show though that the purple lightsaber is the one that's closest to the dark side. Ah, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it's re- and it, it makes sense because I think yeah. it's like purple is supposed to be also very physical in nature. Yeah. But yeah. and it is literally the mix of red and blue, so it does make yeah. sense. Yeah, so it's uh really, really good. Mm. Um, yeah, I really liked as well with the um I don't know if you can call them Sith necessarily, but the uh other like the enemies here, they can they care about each other. Like when whenever one of them dies or is defeated, the others are like very distraught by it and i thought that that's the i think that's basically the first time that you kind of see an emotional bond between people from the dark side yeah i actually had the same exact note and i think they are by name sith in these episodes yeah i think Um, so too and it's just i found that really affecting and empathetic Mm -hmm. empathy for the people on the dark side for a second i was like whoa 
that's yeah. i mean i like it i want more nuance to this black and white narrative so i found that very extremely affecting in a positive way yeah and the guy who like as you put it converts back i think that's a very interesting premise right if you think about it somebody who he he said like he was overcome by the force of everyone around him so that it's like the, you have an environmental influence um, and he was tempted by it, but he can come back. And I think that is just uh, a very interesting idea that I hope can be developed further in some future Star Wars property. Yeah, I mean, where you lie on the spectrum is is like up for debate, right? And it is a spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I mean, similar to sexuality, it is a spectrum. So <laughs> where you fall on that spectrum is up to you. You go, girl. Yeah. okay we go on to episode six t-o-b-1 by sain saru so cute so cute i like i I like this one a lot like breaking my heart cute (laughs) so good i love the professor oh yeah i think the way they handled all of it is it's just such a good execution so touching especially with you know his death I thought that that was just very well done. Yeah. But also the sense of exploration in, I'm just going to call him Toby because I think that's just quicker. Yeah, of course. Uh, and, you know, you have the classic, classic Star Wars theme that he wants to explore the galaxy and see what's out there. But the professor obviously has a mission and we get the, obviously the o- ominous don't go into the basement thing. And <laughs> it's just funny how, how you know, you have, you have it. Um, you have the professor saying, you know, just look for the kyber crystal all over the planet. And it's like, okay, I have looked all over this planet. The only thing that I have not explored is this basement. <laughs> it's just <laughs> a ridiculous thing. But um, yeah, it's very interesting. I thought it's so affecting. It very much reminded me of Astro Boy. That's like Yeah, like well, a weird, weird um mix between Astro Boy and Eevee from Wally. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good point. It's it's very affecting. I found it mm. very. I love their relationship, and also I just love the idea of having a droid Jedi. Mm-hmm. It's something that we haven't really considered much, and maybe that's a bias that we have towards droids. Yeah. Like, dare I say, we are not open minded enough. <laughs> but I mean, I'm like, I love it. I'm on it. Like, please. Yeah. Um, but it's something that never really can. Cons- uh, um, uh, Considered. never really i never i never really considered so yeah. i love and i love love how he combines with co3 oh yeah to then like become a fucking badass and just yeah. like whoop the guy that was Amazing. so nice his but journey I, from being like a helpless like little boy to being like this overpowered jedi who can accomplish the goal of his his uh father effectively is a really nice arc through one episode so i loved it yeah and i i especially loved the uh daydream sequence where you where you can just see toby like imagining being a jedi and fighting the empire and that was really nice and it's a very interesting it's very subtle but you mentioned earlier about uh you know having a droid for uh, a jedi which, you know, there is a question like, can droids be force sensitive in every or like force users? But um, 
It's very interesting that in this daydream, Toby is humanoid or like human. Yeah. And that's kind of an interesting, I think just that just like goes to, you know, what fantasy can do, like one's own fantasy. Yeah. And even like when he has the vision of his father who calls him for the first time, Toby, instead of T.O.B. one. Yeah. And in that shot where it's kind of like the, I think he's rising in the shot. He turns into a boy in his dream, in mm-hmm. his in his in his own vision. So he's seen as a sentient being himself. So it's really fascinating. I mean, obviously, I think from my perspective, at least, he is alive. I would consider him alive, yeah. and we can discuss that on other uh, episodes of <laughs> yes. stuff. But um, it is there's so much about this episode to love, and yeah. The uh, when when Toby tells him as as the professor is hiding him like please don't deactivate me that was like that was like so touching but also when you first see the moss on the uh, professor's grave that was such a great moment again without any words and just so nice how do you like it's such a genius move to be able to express so much emotions mm. through through nothing almost through just yeah. a visual and it's and this depth of backstory it's absolutely incredible i loved it it's so good yeah do you want to take another breather yeah one more thing i want to say about this episode before okay I perfect take a breather. Yeah is I, I like, and this is something that's in all these episodes, but this environmentalist mm-hmm. message that is imbued within the entire story and yeah. protecting the land that we live on and land that we live with. So it's, I think it's most apparent here because he's trying to, you know, rehab, rehabilitate the land. <laughs> and that's the professor's goal. But it's something that is something, we have to note this when it comes to, all these episodes that are talking about to a certain extent conservation or environmentalism so yeah and i think this is also the perfect episode to point out that there are a great number of new kinds of droids that we see throughout these episodes and i love basically all of them they're amazing and it's like you could just see them like one shot and you're just like you're my favorite i love you you're amazing it's Uh, so good yeah and even in the previous episodes and like some of the other ones that we're still going to discuss in a minute they have a bunch of like very interesting droids too and i think again opens up a lot of new possibilities for future star wars yes please next up we have episode seven the elder by studio trigger and that one just pulls you right in i thought like the the padawan master relationship is so interesting i really like both of them and uh their their back and forth was really great uh, and the the like the animation style too really spoke to me um yeah their di- like their relationship is is beautiful honestly i i like the affection that they hold for one another and the small ways that he kind of undercuts his master at the beginning, yeah. but also um, respects him clearly and how amazing his master must be. Um, this episode for me was the most Japanese episode mm-hmm. because of its yeah. message also of impermanence and mm-hmm. um, the nature of the universe in and of itself. And 
I loved the mystery of this episode. You don't really know what's going on. I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of know it, but they're they're investigating and this this like thing that are happening, but shit hits the fan as soon as like you see the Padawan turns around and you see this old man just yeah. looking at him and you're just, And that's like, one of the most anime things yeah. in this whole series. Yeah. Yeah, just it, the way he's clothed, like in this like rag or whatever. Like this is this is like one for one like anime trope, cranked up to eleven. And I lo- I was there for it, especially because he has like two short swords. I love that touch as well. That it's not just two like like usual length length swords. Um, I like that a lot. And I thought he in particular was like a great design. Not ne- not necessarily visually speaking, because visually speaking, he is very much like a standard bad guy in an anime but but just the way like what he says and like basically he is like hunting game sort of thing that was like a like there's a viciousness there that hides uh you know below below kind of a like almost an unassuming surface if you could call it that i mean he obviously like looks terrifying sometimes but just like most of the time he just looks like an old man and then he's just like it's almost like palpatine in clone wars when he beats when he kills billy bob yeah kind of he just feels normal and then he just turns it on in a way and yeah it's also his face and the way he speaks and what he talks about and how he refers to the way he's going to kill the padawan and mm-hmm. everything and just like the challenge or whatever it seems so disconnected from everything else or from humanity in a way and i found it an incredible tonal shift with this character like within one second basically and then Mm -hmm. also when the master finally shows up who is yeah a fucking badass yeah he's the bomb man and i think uh like this this fight scene is the the probably the uh in the clear rival of the the one in episode one like what what's the more badass death sort of thing yeah i think yeah. those two are like up there for sure yeah i think the the kill shot in this episode is exactly incredible yeah oh and just like again very anime like the way you have these two fighters like their their stance and everything and they're like uh switching it off and igniting it again sort of thing that's so that's just so powerful it's incredible like the details of with a samurai sword for example you can't just you you sheathe it and unsheathe it right you can't just like turn it off like you do with the lightsaber but it's a beautiful mix the two are go so well hand in hand and the it's it's just so beautiful. And while this one is not black and white, it still has a pretty matte color palette, mm-hmm. except for the, the the lightsabers that really shine through. And it is, yeah, it, I'd say, yeah, the most Japanese of all of them. <laughs> and it's an amazing fight scene at the end, obviously. Yeah. And I'm only, the one thing I'm a little bit disappointed about is the Padawan surviving. Uh, but that's okay. I mean, like, it's fine. I'm not going to. It's more than fine, honestly. Yeah, I wondered what the uh, like kids, the three kids, 
I mean, that was kind of a running gag, but that didn't really land for me. Like, what's that supposed to be? Like, doesn't really. It's probably supposed to an Amas to the uh, to the Padawan, but I already liked him, so it's like, why does that have to have to happen? And obviously, we have the mystery at the end. Like, why did, did this guy not disintegrate, but like crumble away? Yeah, and then also, what is he hiding? He blew up his whole ship. Like, what exactly. are they looking for? There's a lot of things going on here that you're just like, whoa! Exactly. I want to know more. And that's kind of one of the strengths of this episode, I thought, is like it hints to a lot of things. Yeah. and But it doesn't explicitly lead you to want to see more like some of the earlier episodes. But because it's sort of, but it is like sort of scraping the surface of something you know there's more to. It's a much more subtle way of getting you to like, want to see more of this story. Mm. But I think it's still just as affecting, honestly. It's just a different strategy. I think that's it. <laughs> honestly. So good. So it good. is. It is just very, very good. I, I liked it a lot. And um, on we go to episode number eight, Lop and Ojo by Gino Studio. And that's a very interesting one, not only because we basically have like a furry <laughs> as a... as a Love for, it. like love protagonist. it it's so funny it's, it's really endearing um the the very beginning was kind of weird because you know the like uh oh and papa as they uh refer to him uh uh they just like adopt her right away for no particular reason i mean except maybe the kindness of uh Ojo's heart but uh i don't know it, it like if you put that aside, that was like an interesting, it's still an interesting uh, like episode with the, like the general conflict between the two, like the ha- the head of the house and the would-be head of the house. Um, also kind of a very Japanese thing, right? And um, the philosophical difference and the, the outcome of that. I really love the scene when uh, she goes over to the empire, so to speak, and, you know, marking herself that way with like cutting her uh, hair and the like blood thing and with the eyes making it like making the marks and um uh, i like the tension is like the whole like she tries to just always insist on you know love you're not actually family and obviously uh, the father in the end accepts her more and you know says uh know this might be the end of our family but i'm glad you're a part of it and all of these things and i just really like this episode i don't know i love this one this one really hit close to home i love the message about family connection beyond blood yeah inheritance has nothing to do with blood is what he says and i like that a lot it's amazing it's so touching and heartbreaking their relationship it's the father who was like first that hesitant to bring her in came into himself and like he learned to adopt her and like properly adopt her and the way that her the daughter or her sister um fell and lost her sense of heart and her sense of self yeah in response to legitimate concerns right yeah she was like she and in her argument that she was having with her father she was like 
we need to feed and we're getting a lot from the empire. These are positive things that we're yielding from our relationship with the empire. We have to continue this relationship and foster it. And he's like, no, can't you see the larger picture? And they're both sort of right. But the Mm -hmm. way that it affects the daughter's sense of self and who she becomes as a result of this relationship with the empire, this toxic relationship, it is amazing how they diverge, even though they come from a very similar place or, or it's, it's just an amazing story on like connection, on family, on sense of self and on belonging and how there's always reference to I'm not from this planet, but I've made it my home. And this is like where I'm from now. I choose to be here. There's all this as well. It's I also cared way too much for TD was so when he got like, oh, yeah, basically hit. And um, oh, my God, it's uh, th- that I have to say that last bad that scene mm-hmm. oh my god the music the oh, scenery yeah. with the huge cherry blossom in the background the way lop uses the force to like grab the second knife of her dad and use the oh, two man. of them together it's badass i was fucking speechless in this episode <laughs> yeah. it was so i was like the beginning was a little jarring because i also wasn't expecting a seven year like skip yeah. of time um, I, I I like, though, in retrospect, that they did it because you get to see how far they've fallen, especially mm-hmm. with um, Ocho. But it was, yeah, it was just speechless at the very end. It was so good. I really like this episode. Yeah, and the, like, the argument throughout. And even, like, I, I also really like the scene where the father tells Lob about the family history and how that all relates to the Jedi. And just visually, that was amazing. Yeah, I it's gorgeous. And then when they reveal the family sword that has the inscriptions on the blade as if yeah. it's like an actual physical blade, you're just like And Ahor is like super furious about yeah, it and is like, yeah. Nope, this belongs to me now. Screw you. It's so good. Oh. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. More, please. <laughs> I want more. Yeah. Um, but before we talk about what might be to come, we go through episode nine, Akakiri by Science Saru. And that was also very, a very interesting This is a story. very interesting episode. So, I so. wonder why they, because you you referred to it earlier, right? And I definitely agree that there's probably a very conscious decision of like which episode comes when. And I wonder why they closed with that one, with that ending. That was very intriguing to me. Honestly, 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 Chris, I really didn't like this episode to start, but by the end, I was so fucking sold. Yeah. <laughs> this this episode, in and of itself, in my mind, tells a better story than the entire prequels and a deeper story than the entire prequels, but the very same story in the yeah, sense exactly. that you protect the one you love, you turn to the dark side. And that's what happens. And I think that's why they ended with this ending. It's like you read my notes. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's beautiful. It's heartbreaking how it happens, and it uh, it's so it's a beautiful story. By the end, obviously, I think yeah. the beginning it took a while to get into the episode, but uh, it's it's crazy. Even if you distill the episode to the last five minutes, it's <laughs> still deeper than the entire prequels. Yeah. Somehow, it's so good and. You just like get the emotions of how it happens, the visions that are haunting him, mm. the results of that, and it's classic Star Wars stuff right there. 
yeah and dealing with the consequences and and he revives her like he does with the power quote-unquote yeah. power of the dark side and then turns to his master and moves along and i wonder what does that mean for her right because yeah you know she obviously has a has a connection to him and but he basically fell from grace to save her and like what does that do with her especially because he, she is so introspective and i really like that flashback that kind of for me is the transition to where this episode really gets good because before then we have the whole like getting there part and we have the guides that are kind of like a trope too though i kind of i actually really liked at the beginning i didn't like them at all but in in the end i kind of came around to them but when they when they are at the like family estate or whatever like you want to call it and you have that flashback to the their younger selves and uh, uh, and uh, she talks talks to Tsubaki about, you know, I'm just thinking about bringing peace and stability to this world and what it would uh, take to do it. And I was like, yeah, wow. Like no biggie, like no pressure, you know, <laughs> that's all on your shoulders. And um, obviously the, the effects that this had on her family too. And yeah, and it's very, it's a very interesting thing with Tsubaki's visions as well. Because it's not just that he has visions, but he also has seizures coming with them. And that's not something we've seen before, I don't yeah, think. Debilitating his visions yeah. are. And that's that's a really, really interesting kind of take on it. Um and obviously having like the the now deceased father's sister, so like her aunt uh being a Sith. And all of like the that whole dynamic is super interesting as well. And this episode in two lines basically distills the difference between the Sith and the Jedi. And it's the it's the it's the flashback where she says that she wants to bring peace to the planet, right? Mm. And it's when his their aunt says, I want to bring order to the galaxy. And yeah. that those two lines distinguishing peace versus order are entirely different philosophies that are the fundamental difference between the Jedi and the Sith. And this, this episode has everything in it. <laughs> it's so good. I love the ending and I love it honestly as an end because it's probably one of the strongest endings because of it ends mm. on such a somber note. Yeah. It's a shock because you don't expect that. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's like if the prequels were good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it so much. Um, this whole thing is a fucking phenomenon. Yes. Like, hats off to uh, Disney and all of the production studios involved. Honestly. Such a, such a good thing. That the is. hardest thing I've ever had to do is rank these yeah. nine episodes. <laughs> yeah, I had a few ties as well and and i just we're not doing ties chris i know i know i just yeah. went with uh with like instinct and intuition and i think i can kind of rationalize it to some extent but yeah i'm I'm very curious so so Rashad, if you if you think like of all of those nine storylines which one oh like you can pick as many as you want which ones do you think merit or could be could be their own like series or movie or something like that because some of them 
I would I would have to say Tatooine Rhapsody probably not gonna be like a whole thing, for example. That's just a fun one off, but I think how many of those and which ones do you think could be developed into something else? That's a really good question. I think you're right to point out that Tatooine Rhapsody is definitely the one that is the most insular, I would probably say. Um the even episode one, the duel is kind of I mean, it'd be fun to follow him around and see mm. what's going on with his life, but it's maybe it doesn't lead to something more specific. Um I'd say for sure the tw- episode three, the twins, episode five, the ninth Jedi, potentially Toby, um the elder for sure, episode seven. Lopin Ocho as well as Akakiri maybe because those two kind of the the one of the major characters kind of goes off with the Empire goes off with the uh the Sith. So I'd probably say being generous, one, two, three, four, five of the nine easily. Mm. Yeah. But then I mean I'd say the only ones that I would say that would be a little much to stretch it would probably just be the first two, which I think that, um, and maybe also episode four, the village bride, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the very first one, I think it's a very, it's a very standalone thing, but I, I could see this being a, like a very, like a bunch of, it's basically another anthology thing that just, revolves around this character so you have like one-off things where he just goes from like village to village and things happen sort of thing well the thing the end result of that is something that looks like the mandalorian yeah exactly exactly and And i could i could see that happening but also i don't think it's going to happen because we've already had that with the mandalorian and there's only so many uh, shows you can do about taciturn uh, warriors and uh, I, w- I really like the episode but I agree it's like maybe not the best idea and uh, yeah I think Toby is kind of a stretch because I really liked it as well but in terms of narrative I find that hard to imagine but yeah I agree with all the other ones and basically all the judgments you had to yeah, but the thing is, I have to clarify the fact. I don't think we're gonna get full up full seasons of these things, no. honestly, and that's the sad part. But the idea of having more of this is just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, you alluded to it earlier, but if you could choose only one, which one would you like to see developed into something in the future, whether that's a movie or a series? I'd have to say episode five. Yeah. Um, I think I love Kara as a character. I think that there's so much going on there. It obviously that it leads to another j- adventure immediately with them going to rescue their father. Like it's it's like the most ready, I would say, for continuing. But mm. they, so are so many of these, honestly. But yeah, that's my that, that would just be for my preference as well. Mm. Yeah, I think that's definitely also the um the episode that is set up to be maybe developed into something in the future just the way it ends is like a very epic open-ended thing just looking out into the future 
and also from a more like real life perspective production ig is i think the biggest of all of those studios and so that would also make sense um and I'll yeah take i think it. <laughs> yeah i get exactly i'd i'd gladly watch more of this world but also many of the others and i think that is just what this the series is it's it is just a promise maybe or just a glimpse into what star wars can be as well because we've seen a bunch of what what it can be but in like the last few years but we have now seen something something different and so what do you think about this com like this combination of star wars and anime is this it or do you see something else happening in the future I think we're going to get future seasons of Visions. I wonder to what extent we'll get something that is like a unique story in and of itself. Um, there has been, so for example, the most recent animated show developed by Luke, like other than this one, um, has been Star Wars Resistance, which is a more anime style animation. It, it's a terrible show. No one watch it. Please boycott it so that they can stop making more of them. But it there's a trend I think towards we will probably get some sort of anime um, Star Wars. I wonder if they'll work in which with which studio will they work in cooperation with. But yeah, in the end, I think it's a good precursor or first foray into this medium for Star Wars. But I, the thing is, look, so when I first watched Clone Wars, I actually first watched Clone Wars a few episodes a long, long time ago, like when it was first running on Cartoon Network or whatever. And I couldn't get into the animation. And I think that was the one barrier that I had. And it was very confusing to me as to why they picked that animation style for something like Clone Wars. At the time, they just wanted to be as, you know, computer animated as possible for God, for God knows why. But I have always wanted stories to be told with this sort of visual palette and creativity and this anime style and this, yeah, just like I want more, 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 please. Yeah, I would, I would love that as well. Like any of it, like I either a new anthology series, like just continue visions or actually build like a new thing. Uh, from one of the existing stories that we've gotten to see in Visions, um, and what do you think? So, if you if you had to bet on it, what do you think is like the percentage, like the probability of one of those shows, or of of one of these episodes being turned into an actual show? If they turn something into an actual show, I think it'll be that episode five. No, um, but I mean, what what do you think is the uh, likelihood of just one of those, even if it's not episode five, just one of those? being turned into an actual star wars show i would say maybe five percent oh wow interesting i i think if they create an anime it'll be a completely different narrative it'll mm. be with a, a, something completely separate and its own thing that's what i would imagine yeah but maybe with one of the studios that they yes maybe this whole thing was with. just a trial run for different studios and they yeah, just probably. To see who does the best one so that they could then make a show so yeah. if that's the case go ahead please yeah so. But uh, yeah, we we'll see about that in the future. But uh, you know, we have now watched nine great episodes, and the last thing that we have to do is to rank them. Ooh, before we do that, <laughs> fuck you! Always do this, man. <laughs> Jesus, I okay. have I have a I have a top four for you. 
Okay. Um, I want to know your, and I will do the same, of course, your top four new characters that you've been introduced to in this anthology series. I mean, I gave you like two days in advance to prepare your ranking, man. And you just run jumped this on me. I thought of this in the middle of our recording. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not my fault for not being able to plan. Oh my God. Okay. Let me think for a second. Okay. Whew. That was difficult. Um, as I'm one to do, I will I will have some honorable mentions. <laughs> you obviously don't because you hate that concept, but uh, I'll just say my the two two that didn't quite make the cut were the princess from uh, the the titular village bride, I guess, and uh, Toby. Okay. And uh, okay, so my number four is Tsubaki from uh, episode nine. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one we're not gonna agree on because my number three is Kara. Okay, that's fine. Five. That's fine. My number three is Toby. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I I was sure he's, he was gonna make uh, your your top four, but I mean he is a child after all. So yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> he's still a child. many children in those episodes. Oh, but good point. I wow. didn't mind that much as I usually do. Yeah. Um, my number two is Lop. Oh, nice, nice. Um, my number two is Kara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my number one is the Master from Episode Seven. Ah, yes. That's. I was like, he was my only guy. I was like, I should have left off. My number one is Lop. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. We're <laughs> lists are so similar. Yeah. Shit. As always. As uh, always. But no, the master from episode seven, like That's for great. sure. Uh, I actually was like going between him and Tsubaki for number four. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like the Padawan too, but uh, as like a standalone uh, character, I just enjoyed the master way more. Yeah, and I tried to be like one person per episode. So oh, yeah, for sure. You can't. I mean, you could have. I mean, you, I could have, but I don't know. Yeah. Seemed fair that way. I thought of putting the dad and Lop both in the top four. Yeah, yeah. For a hot second, I even thought about Osho. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good. Uh, there's just so many good characters, so many good yeah. to choose from. It's crazy how we end up with the same ones. But <laughs> but will we end end up with the same ranking? I doubt it. And uh, I guess since I started the top four, what's your number nine? Oh my god, this is so hard because these are all so 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 good. Mm. okay uh, let me let me ask you this is there any so so you'd say there is no episode that you didn't like no okay even this what i would say for me is the least exciting episode mm. is still great and that's episode three okay i have the same one <laughs> god damn it chris and i think i think though there are things that i like about this episode but that is probably the only one that i didn't like um I didn't like, uh, I mean, this might be semantics, but I didn't dislike it, but I didn't like, like it. it either. Because yeah, I think fine. just the pathos was too much for me. It was like, you know, there there is some pathos in a lot of those episodes and I don't mind it because A, it's Star Wars and B, it's anime. But yeah, it was just over the top for me in, in that episode. So that's kind of why I was like, nah, I don't really care about this. And uh, yeah. 
but yeah, it's funny that we have to. I thought you'd rank that one higher. Uh, yeah, but, well, uh, I mean, I think we'll diverge from here on out. Probably, I, yeah, I I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, what's your number eight? My number eight is number two, episode two. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I cool. love episode two. It's cute, but it, it just doesn't have so much to it. Um, yeah. And, but I love them all. That's the thing. I can't say anything bad about them. So it's it's yeah. picking out of like great things, honestly. Yeah, we're definitely grading on a curve here. Yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely clear yeah my number my number eight is episode four the village bride mm -hmm. just because i re as i said i really liked all of the people that were from that planet but i thought that jedi was just so bland and boring and that's not something that i want to feel when i think about a jedi the jedi or the padawan or the older guy or the padawan the padawan sorry yeah got it yeah got it yeah the older guy also was like he he was like a little bit more interesting, but not that much. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, my number... What are you at? Seven. seven. I can't believe I'm doing this. My number seven is episode nine. Okay. Yeah. I love episode nine, but the beginning <laughs> is... Oh my God, I'd never say that. I've never, I've never thought I'd say the, that sentence <laughs> in a Star Wars context ever. But... Um, I like episode nine of this series, <laughs> but, but I think the beginning is just, it's a little bit hard to get into yeah. and I'm not really a fan of it. So even though the end, if it was just the end, I'd probably put it way higher, but mm. because of the beginning, it's kind of dragging it down for me. So uh, yeah, I get episode that. Nine. I get that. Yeah. My, num my next up is uh, episode two. Just because it is it is cute and it's like a really nice thing, but obviously it doesn't give us that much. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought still it was like a little higher than others. So yeah, it's just a nice thing to watch. Yeah, for sure. All of them are really nice to watch. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, for sure. The next one for me is episode one, um, mm -hmm. which is also beautiful to watch. It's great, but it is just, you know, not... It doesn't have as many dynamics of interpersonal characters and relationships yeah. going on. So um, it's gorgeous, though, and it's a perfect intro. So mm. salute to you. But that's my number six. Yeah, my number six is episode nine for much of the uh, reasons you mentioned. So, uh, yeah, it's it, the, the latter half of it is way better. And the, the ending, obviously, is very surprising and great that way. Uh, but just overall, it it wasn't as good as m many of the others. Yeah, for sure. Wow, I think we're going to have the top, the same top four. Fucking a, because my uh, number five is episode four, <laughs> um, <laughs> where I think it is, yeah, lacking in some things in particular, but the visuals for me just take it over the top and it is so beautifully animated and just the, the shots from the cliffs looking over at the city is oh just I, I loved it a lot and and I like the the build up to the moment that I mentioned about, you know, revealing she's a Jedi and stuff like that. So mm. I enjoyed it for sure. So Yeah. We will not have the same top four. Because my number five is actually, and it was difficult, but it was Toby, uh, episode oh, six. Oh, okay. Wow, I forgot about. To I yeah, sorry. <laughs> wow. 
And it, that that one actually actually hurt. That was really difficult. But again, I went with my gut, and I can I can explain. That was my first tie, and I will explain why I made that choice when yeah. I talk about my next position. So yeah. Oh man. So my number four is ah yeah. So <laughs> my number four is episode seven. Mm-hmm. I love all these top four. I love so, 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 so much. Um, and this is just a almost the perfect episode, but I think it's more in comparison to other things. And I found myself less giddy watching it. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that giddiness is part of one of my categories or probably my most important category. <laughs> so, yeah, I have to say it's a little bit less for me, but I, I still loved it. Mm. Yeah, for me, uh, my next one is is episode one, and it was really difficult because I had a tie between this like gritty, dark, grim episode and the Toby one, which is just totally so different. Yeah. Um, and I really loved the Toby one, um, but when it comes to it, I just enjoy the like gritty, action packed thing. I mean, not that Toby wasn't action packed, but just. I think, I guess the the like stylist like the 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 animation style was kind of the tiebreaker for me, and Toby is very cute and very enjoyable, but I just like the uh, animation style of uh, episode one more. Yeah, the animation is really cool. I would say, and it depends on what you're looking for, really. And it's exactly. so hard. Once you get them as a tie, it's really hard to compare them. Yep. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, and especially like with episode one, the black and white, but then there is color and the low frame rate and like the almost sketchy but still very detail uh, style. I just I I that really hit me. So that's why it just had a little bit of an edge. Although, yeah, again, I like Toby as well. Well done. Okay. Well done. I like your decision. Or I. I respect your decision thanks <laughs> so what's your number three? Oh man we're in the top three fuck i know um my number three is toby episode six mm-hmm. such a joy to watch i love him as a character and the relationship that he has with his father is so cute and mm-hmm. uh, it's just it, it like you know all the feels all the time so yes this is i love this episode so much mm. yeah my next one and th- for me so four and five were tied and two and three were two, or maybe maybe like I guess you had a top four. I had a top three, yeah. Actually, and it was really difficult to decide. And the reason why episode eight is my number three is just because of her. Is, she's overdrawn, and she's like a little bit over the top, and that's kind of what made me bump it down a little bit. Although I really like the story, again, it's not not necessarily something we've never seen, but I just thought it was very well told. Visually, it was great, and the characters in all in all, I like the dynamics, the, the what have like the uh, like their like narrative path through this episode. I really appreciate it, but you know, you have to decide. Uh, like you know something has to be the deciding factor and like for me it was just that like one of the main characters just was like a little bit over the top 
Yeah, that's fine. I mean, like, actually, when I said I, I actually have a top two, the top two were yeah. definitely higher than the top. Four. Like, there's a, definitely a big gap for me personally. Yeah. And my number two was uh, episode eight. Yeah. Um, I definitely no, uh, those top two were tied, and it's really hard to pick between them. And I think the other one just has more to it. So mm. this one has. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Th- There's no science to this. It's just <laughs> no. like I pick an order and then we discuss it. So yeah. this is my choice. L- take it or leave it. Mm. Yeah, my number two is episode seven um, for the reasons that I really liked the uh, relationship between the master and the Padawan and I liked the uh, antagonist, the uh, the mystery of it all, the visuals. I really appreciated it, but uh, I mean, we we obviously have the same number one, and Fuck yeah, it just it just has it just has a certain edge over everything else, just because it is so epic in a way. It is like a standalone thing that you know, uh, as we discussed, a lot of other things could be developed into something bigger, but I think just episode five just has the edge there about like just the way it ends and. What happens? I think I really, really appreciated the surprise, like the plot twist of it all, and the way that was handled, and all the questions it raises, the new things we see, and that's why it's my number one. It's amazing. Episode five is so so good, and it also feels the most Star Warsy in a way. Mm. And it is the, the that plot twist, man. I will like go to bed tonight, like <laughs> dreaming of that plot twist. So yeah. It is so good, and it's it's very interesting how we kind of were somewhat similar. We had the first same same number one and same number nine. So yeah, it's it's yeah, incredible, incredible, incredible stuff. I'm just now so sad. We're it's gonna be like a long time until we get something this good in Star Wars. Yeah, because this might be my like favorite thing ever in Star Wars. Wow. Well, okay. I mean, recency bias. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, I'm gonna say that about a lot of things. Um, yeah. But it's you did say that when after good. we watched Clone Wars too. So. Yeah. I mean, like Clone Wars Episode Seven is number two on the list. Like that is basically it. Those are the top two, and then Mandalorian yeah. is the next one. So it's like the content that's coming out of Lucasfilm right now is so so good, and yeah. it's a damn shame that we didn't have decades of good stuff coming out before this so but disney is definitely doing its best to make up for lost times yes please keep coming yeah so just a quick programming note we kind of stopped our discussion of uh, bad batch and we're gonna continue doing that next episode and then we're gonna go into rebels obviously and then eventually we're going to talk about the um boba live show live action show um so but we we kind of had to record this now as soon as possible because just Rashad couldn't wait and I, because he watched the trailer and I as I as I do I don't watch any trailers but he was just talking talking to me about it and I was like we, I have I can't I can't not watch it I I really appreciated that he uh or like that you let me talk to you directly Rashad that you waited uh on the bad batch for me because we had to finish uh watching clone wars first um but with this one i now in hindsight of course i can definitely understand where you came from and uh yeah now i'm very i'm very glad that we kind of 
uh, crammed this in and it's just a hell of a ride this star wars world that we live in right now isn't it the best and it's just funny how quickly it can change like a few years ago i think a lot of people were very very much questioning where disney was going with this franchise and very down on it and people are talking about star wars saturation and to be true it is a lot but now that all the new stuff that's coming out is at this higher quality i think nobody can really say anything yeah nobody complain it's just so good exactly so yeah thank you so much for listening and join us next time as we continue our journey through this star wars universe and uh yeah, if you if you want to uh, help us out, uh, Rashad, how could people do that? Best thing to do is to go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rate, give us a review, give us a rating, hopefully five stars. Um, tell us what we're doing well. Tell us what we can improve on. And honestly, like if if you've listened that far, you know, it's gonna be it's probably gonna be five stars. And like, but either way. Uh, we'd really appreciate it because that way people can find this show much easier because the more ratings we get and obviously the better ratings we get more people will find it and that would really help a lot if you have any feedback if you want to get in touch if you want to tell us we're wrong about something tell us about your rankings about maybe some ideas about future topics for this show because we're not just doing star wars we're also going to do we're also doing other things with you know the weekly hook obviously on a weekly basis but also serially hook there will be a time when serial hook will not just be all star wars and if you just want to you know give us some inspiration if you want to uh you know just get get back to us uh you can do that and rashad how can they do that they can check out our website seriallyhooked.com Send us a tweet, send us an email. All of our contact information is on our website. So go check it out. And also check out our beautiful artwork provided by our friend Luca. Shout out, Luca. Debus Luca at Instagram. Thanks, everyone, for listening and talk to you next week. Oh, fuck. Okay, can you cut that, <laughs> please? <laughs> please, I beg you. I hold all the cards now. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> I'll-